Hello, welcome to Serenity Wellness Podcast. My name is Nicole White and I'll be your host. This podcast is dedicated to helping you tap into your full potential of how you can heal and balance your mental, emotional, and physical well-being. Together, let's explore inner self, connect to our strength, and manifest your true nature, one full of love, purpose, and passion. Welcome to episode 27, Fear, False Evidence Appearing Real. As always, thank you so much for joining me on this podcasting journey, and I hope you're continuing to find pleasure in developing your wellness toolbox and all the ways it can start to heal you from within. We've been exploring elements of fear and emotions and behaviors that are connected with fear, but when we start to break it down further and look, it allows us to connect to our own awareness of how fear at times is false evidence appearing real. This isn't always an absolute. You know, if you're in a situation that is unsafe, this isn't applying or talking about that type of fear. This is more related to our fears that we get kind of entangled in and develop in our mindset and that connection within. So today we're going to break this down a bit further, this element of fear, false evidence, appearing real, and explore some more tools to add to that wellness toolbox. As you think through this element of fear, these are some common categories that you might want to be mindful of. Some common categories associated with fear and that false evidence appearing real in these areas are moving forward in terms of goals and things that we would like to do or complete. And we talked about that in the past two episodes when we looked at goal setting and procrastination pitfalls. And I provided some tools there to help break apart fears in those categories there. But this fear of moving forward in our plan or goals is a common area. Another common area associated with fear is transition and change. This can even be in categories related to change and transition we're wanting and even maybe really worked hard on trying to have that uh, be created or be a part of our life, such as getting that new promotion or job or a new home or something like that. And again, these can be areas that we're wanting and are even in that category of positivity, but we might still have fear as we're working through because it's a transition and change. So with any transition and change, we often will also have to go through a sense of loss with something else. And in any type of sense of loss, even those like, uh, you know, buying a new home, something we're happy about or a new job, we also have to go through those feelings and thoughts associated with grief and loss, even in positive change. And so those uh, things I'll get in a whole nother episode talking about grief in these cycles. And again, um, getting deeper into it, but just for you to be aware of in case you're not aware of what I'm talking about here in stages of grief, we go through these in kind of haphazard ways. It's not like we flow from one to the next and what I'm going to describe, it just can kind of come and go and we sit in one and then flip to another and go back to that one again. And the stages of grief are denial, you know, we kind of get in a state of denial that the change is even happening or, or loss has even happened. And then we can get into bargaining, you know, the what ifs and if I would have done this, would that have happened? Or, you know, bargaining in terms of um, even transition and change in something new and exciting that we're working towards, but the loss of what we're also transitioning away from. And then another element of the stages of grief are anger. That can get confusing in terms of grief when we lose a loved one because we can even find ourselves angry at the person for dying. And that can get confusing for people at times as well. But again, it's a natural, normal 
transition and emotion and awareness that we have to work through in our healing in terms of transition, change, and loss. Another is the depression. You know, that sadness, overwhelming feelings of depression with change, transition, and loss. And then the acceptance. And we might work through those first through back and forth several times and then dip our toe in acceptance and then find ourselves back again at the bargaining or another stage of that cycle. So again, in transition and change and fear, we often have to work through those things as transition and change comes through and that can be a challenge or difficult. And oftentimes uh, when we think about this and transition and change, we can again get a little confused when we start noticing that we're fearing something that we want. And so the more we embrace this awareness, the more then it allows us to kind of work through it in a different way versus resistance that might come through. We may also have fear related, excuse me, to emotions. And we've talked about this in several episodes, but emotional fear is something very common until we allow ourselves some time and space to sit within develop that wellness toolbox in terms of our awareness and tools we can do to regulate, understand, and work through our emotions because all emotions are needed and all emotions are also temporary and impermanent. So no emotion sticks forever. Uh, They all transition and change uh, as with that element I just mentioned in fear. And so emotions also transition and change. They are not permanent, but we can fear the emotion, even happiness. People will fear happiness because they don't want to then transition through the next emotion that comes through. So they recognize happiness is not going to be permanent. So then they will fear actually experiencing happiness because they fear then a change in the emotion versus the full embracement and acceptance of all emotion then allows us to embrace even more joyfully that happiness and realize that we're in some of the more difficult emotions. They are temporary and they will change as well. Oftentimes emotions and fear, individuals who connect with anger at a higher level will at times deny that they have fear. They'll even overemphasize maybe that they're like afraid of nothing. But the thing is, If you have listened to these episodes, when we talked about emotional ladders and emotion regulators, we talked about this element of anger and how anger is often that secondary emotion. We're jumping over to anger, but the primary is often sadness or anxiety, anxiety, that feeling of a loss of control and, um, you know, that, that anxious nature or fear that can come through in terms of anger. So keeping in mind, it's natural and normal And we can work through and change this emotional fear the more we embrace with compassion and acknowledgement that all emotions are temporary. We will work through them. We have worked through them. We haven't gotten stuck in any emotion. And again, tapping into that internal awareness and strength in your ability to work through. Emotions and fear can also elevate in terms of the elevation into a phobia. There's many different types of phobias and we might get into such a fear cycle that we actually create a phobia for or within ourselves. But these are often related to stories that we create in our mind, um, catastrophic thinking, maybe a situation or scenario of someone else's experience. It could be like a one in a trillion type of experience, but we might, you know, connect to that as a story that we then expand on or create further in our mind, creating this, this phobic experience. It can also be, uh, I know we haven't gotten into this yet, but uh, it can also be related to our energy body and storage within the energy body system, these emotions and fear of emotion or phobias that come through. 
This can be our own energy past from past life experiences, past generational experiences. And you can think of the energy body like this river system running through our body and these things that get stuck in there being rocks that just kind of jam up the system at times or create, you know, little blockages or runaway paths within the stream. So as we work through many different elements that we're, we've been talking about in these episodes as well as future ones and um, ideas I'll give you of other maybe resources you can tap into, but uh, looking at in, in this idea of past generational or past life and genetic imprinting and, and DNA structure in our body system, again, epigenetics is helping us to see this. So science is now really moving forward and developing more and more research to let us see this energetic imprinting and pattern within our system. And that even looks then at like protein enhancement and what comes forth. So epigenetics is even getting into further the body system. But in terms of what we're talking about today and phobias and emotional avoidance or, or deregulation and these rocks or uh, things that can get caught in the river system or the energy body system that flows through us, there's many different ways to, to work through change and transition that and actually change and restructure what comes through in us regardless if it's this dna or genetic imprinting i mean there's many 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 different ways that we can do that and that's you know part of this podcast development is helping you to see all these different tools you can bring in in terms of holistic and natural healing and even just mindful awareness is helping you to do that so these fears that can come through Fears related to moving forward with a goal or a plan, transition and change, emotions, different types of phobias that can come through. Another category is relationships. We can fear connection, or we can also then fear loss of connection. We can fear the vulnerability and love in relationships. Oftentimes, adults will have different walls around their heart related to fear and relationship uh, connections and experiences. These fears around their heart might be related to family situations in their past or current. It might be related to their past relationship dynamics or an interdialogue that they have within related to self-esteem and confidence and often a combination of all of those things. So that fear of vulnerability and, and love and trust in a relationship is alt- often kind of multi-layered for people. But as we begin to work through and within, we can also trust in allowing ourselves to experience the full nature of relationships without fear blocking us because that that blocks us in our ability to really experience, be vulnerable and connect. And as we've talked about, and as I'm sure you're aware, when we have those blocks and those walls, it really can break down our communication cycle. When our communication cycle is broken down, then it starts creating this internal dialogue of stuff. Again, that storytelling and creation of things that just we have no idea to even be true, but we will create these stories based off our own internal stuff and maybe some self-esteem things or things from our past. And now we'll start this storytelling, which is then going to increase our assumptions and expectations and creates this reactive cycle because we're also creating an imprinting in our body system when we're doing that, when we're creating stories and we're having this high attachment to an expectation and we're creating assumptions, we're also experiencing the emotions in that time when we're in this thought loop and cycle in our own mind. And again, this is your own mind. These thoughts aren't coming in, um, out of 
your ability to be able to rework them and reorganize them in a way that you're not participating. That's that mindfulness, that observer role versus participation role, the mindful connection to presence. Because then you can't storytell and create all this when you're doing those other elements. The two things can't work together at the same time. So it's a practice, just like you would practice anything else in terms of skills you're trying to do, a practice in regaining internal awareness, undoing patterns that are sometimes even generational or you know from way past generational we have to have awareness uh, in order to do that and awareness involves awareness and even sometimes how these assumptions and expectations we get into in terms of our relationships with others in our life are also helping us to unearth and realize so that we can get out of the imprinting cycle that we're doing and the reactive cycle it creates because those are patterns then we're creating in ourselves. And again, recognizing assumptions. Assumptions create emotion. Emotions create imprinting along with the storytelling that you're doing. So that's kind of there stored in your body. And that elevates and creates more of a reactive cycle. Because then you'll end up talking to the person in this dynamic with you later. And now you've got this emotion storage of imprinting and storytelling that you're not even sure to be there. But your emotions... And your thoughts are going to still be attached there and keep you connected to this reactive cycle. And in these reactive cycles, you know, really the only way for us to break them is sitting within and allowing ourselves to have compassionate awareness and openness to bringing in this awareness, allowing ourselves to see the repetitive nature of our cycles and looking at it with compassion and curiosity so that we can undo patterns and heal the way that we are maybe doing things that are blocking us from our true self. And another area of fear is in terms of consciousness and connection. In addition to being a mental health therapist, I also work with individuals on expanding their consciousness through training in meditation, different types of energy work in metaphysics, spirituality, and some other categories. But with that, um, as we sit more within, and we allow ourselves to have more of these practices of mindfulness and meditation and incorporation of uh, universal energy and consciousness and connection and our ability to heal ourselves and pull in and use uh, vibrational healing from above as a way to help transform and heal our own body. I know that is kind of broad, um, but it is for a whole nother topic because it you know, kind of involves several different things there to expand and explore on in terms of what I just said. But with this and in work I do with people, as you're doing this and as you're expanding your own inner stillness, which increases awareness, which increases um, this like uh, ability to connect further within, but also connect further with other energies as well as uh, like universal consciousness. So downloading of information And that then brings in a change in your own vibration within, which then um, helps you to uh, connect deeper with universal types of uh, signs or things that happen around you, like those serendipitous moments. You know, you'll think of someone and then there they are, uh, you know, answering the questions you had as you were wondering how they've been doing because you haven't seen them in quite a bit of time. So as we do this and we elevate within and we elevate our own healing and awareness and energy uh, connection and metaphysics and 
stuff in the quantum world and all that beautiful stuff that's available to all of us. It also opens up our secondary senses further. So we all have the ability, as I mentioned in other episodes, to do uh, many different amazing things in our healing, but also in our connection with our secondary senses like clairaudience and clairvoyance and clairsentience. So as we start to embrace that and our vibration starts to recalibrate and cleanse, it elevates all of that. And sometimes that brings in fear for people for a little while. It's almost like it blows them away when these things begin to happen in front of them or when they begin to connect to a knowing. Like they just know they know something and then they find out that yes, really they they do know. It can even be like about a topic that they've never even studied or researched and then suddenly they come across this information in something and they're like, oh, how did I already know that? Like, I knew that I even knew this, but I didn't even know that I knew it type of thing. So this like knowing that begins to increase and then finding out that their knowing is actually, you know, there and, and correct. But also within it, um, it, you know, can bring in again more of a connection to this universal consciousness uh spirituality and guidance in other different um, ways is the best way to kind of describe it right now in this episode. And so that can even then enhance or increase some fears for people or uncertainty because then it might tap into their own stuff that they're working through in terms of maybe organized religion or spirituality or their connection in those ways many different ways that we can connect to the spiritual world, uh, whether it be organized religion, spirituality, um, even being an atheist. I mean, there's just so many different ways that we can connect. And so sometimes when we're expanding consciousness stuff, it can be a little scary there and fearful when these things come up. And then again, it can unearth some of our own internal stuff that we're working through, maybe due to our past or current experiences in terms of religion and spirituality. So those are some areas that are are very common that come to the surface in terms of, you know, what happens for fear as well as some of those other things that we've been talking about through these episodes and fear, you know, emotionally, it brings in all kinds of things, but it can make us feel stuck, depleted, hopeless, helpless. It can, uh, create again, this disconnect from patterns that we put in place that helps us disengage or helps us further elevate the fear through those automatic patterns of storytelling and creation of storytelling the imprinting it does and then the reactive cycle it creates and then we loop around to the same thing again thinking we're going to get something different but we're going to get the same results because we're doing the same thing so noticing too that common thread that you hear throughout this episode and that is that storytelling that imprinting and that reactive cycle and keeping in mind that also refers to and applies to our physical body our physical body gets into these cycles based off past memory imprinting but also imprinting we're doing through story creation through assumptions through expectations and some ways to help with all these areas we're, we're continuing to unfold and explore today I've talked about the inner stillness. It's such an important and key component to our own internal healing, not only in terms of fear, but awareness and patterns and comfort and emotion and working towards acceptance. So this inner stillness and awareness, allowing yourself to continue to practice becoming the observer and not the participator of thoughts. You know, thoughts can come and thoughts can go unless you're hitting enter and downloading your physical body will not experience and we've talked about that in several episodes 
becoming the observer and not the participator, increasing inner stillness and awareness, practicing mindfulness, the connection back to presence, allowing yourself to reconnect to the now so that you recognize that the other stuff is just a story. They're just thoughts floating on by that you do not have to connect with. Also, when we allow inner stillness, so just that being, and you can refer back to that inner stillness episode if you would like some practice with that, but just the simple part of being, or even looking at that power of pause and how that allows for just some inner stillness and being. Within that, when we allow inner stillness, it is going to allow for a reflective experience. People will go about and fill their day every moment so that they can just be busy, busy, busy. And then they feel stunted or stuck, but they don't allow any space for anything but busyness. So how can further insight and reflection come through if we're constantly filling and filling and allowing no time or space for that? So this inner stillness allows for reflection. It allows for increased awareness. We begin to recognize ourselves and true evidence. We begin to look and see patterns that continue to pop up and allow us to be more responsive versus reactive. In this inner stillness, it calms down the body system, that physical body system we've been talking about. It allows us to just be and not have to do, do, do. And in that just being and not having to do comes this other part, and that is surrender. Allowing yourself to surrender and not have to have control over how everything goes. If you're wanting something, for example, um, you know, I talk here and there about manifesting. If you're wanting something in your future, allowing space and surrender without fear and allowing trust in things unfolding, not having to create the path of what exactly that looks like in the unfolding. Sometimes the path can be a little rocky, but it's part of the path. Allowing trust in things unfolding and surrender When we surrender, we're also allowing ourselves to let go of expectation and attachment and assumptions. We're allowing things to be as they are being and not as we want them or think they have to be. So surrender, and I know surrender can be scary because it kind of brings in this sense sometimes for people of a loss of control. But what happens when you're trying to control stuff? Have you found that to be effective? True surrender is allowing things to support you in a way instead of you trying to make things be a certain way. So true surrender, letting go of expectation, letting go of high attachment, looking for evidence of maybe insecure attachment styles that you might be holding on to in your life and going within and letting yourself see what that's about. This surrender, again, it can be a little overwhelming or scary or bring in elevated fear, but when we surrender, that's when we let go of fear. It's when we just allow trust in the universe or uh, you know, God or whatever it is for you and your spirituality or connection uh, to, to be that support also for us and not, again, try to have to gain control over everything because I'm sure you're aware and we've talked about what this high connection to control does for all of us. It's, it's not a healthy thing in a million different ways. Another thing to keep in mind is grounding. When we have fear, we have that physical body response. We have that anxious cycle. We can often feel disconnected, hopeless, helpless, and sometimes really even disconnected, almost like a outside of self 
kind of experience or that elevation to the point of we feel like we have amnesia we can't even remember things or we feel lost or stuck or like maybe we even get to the point of having an anxiety or panic attack and so things and grounding to remember is breathing check in on your breathing tension release allowing yourself to do a body scan and release that tension you're holding on to in different areas of the body bringing yourself back to presence that mindful connection back to the now what's happening right now in this moment am i safe am i okay having an item with you to ground you i mentioned i have crystals on me all the time so it's a grounding agent for me but you can also carry around a little pendant or maybe you have a ring or a necklace that you hold or wearing that you can touch as a way to reground yourself in a moment where you're feeling disconnected or high anxiety or fear having empathetic compassion towards yourself recognizing you are human and these are things that you're working through your own emotional suffering as well has created some of these fears so when you have empathy and compassion towards self like you would for someone else, it allows us to transition and work through things in a different way. Just like we would do and want to support someone to help them in the most gentle way, have that back to self. Do not use a different guidebook of how you treat yourself in terms of how you treat others. Using that empathetic compassion with non-judgment so it allows you to unearth and heal. And that is that recognition too, that impermanence of emotion. Emotions are not permanent. They will all come and go. And when we have compassion and awareness to that, it allows us to actually really connect to to letting go, unearthing, learning, and letting go, looking at teaching experiences instead of ignoring them and recreating and redoing the same pattern that continues to add to our suffering. And in that looking for evidence in what we're doing and and continuing to create in patterns and those auto cycles, is this true in terms of your fear? And then is this absolutely true? So being the judge when you're looking at evidence, you cannot have emotion-based evidence as your evidence. That is simply emotion-based, which is often associated with storytelling, past patterns, and automatic behaviors. So when you're pausing and looking at evidence in terms of your fears in these categories or maybe others in your life, recognizing what your evidence is. Don't just let it be evidence. Be the judge of your evidence. And if it's non-evidence, look at that as a way to support and undo patterns. Recognizing when you prove your thoughts are wrong, when your hypothesis is not correct. Often we might think we know what someone's thinking or how they're uh, feeling about something and then later we learn from them that we were not correct in something that we shared or maybe we asked them directly. Yet we often won't use that as evidence. We'll continue in the same fear cycle. Oh, they didn't text back, so this must mean this, that, or the other. They couldn't get together tonight, so this must mean this, that, or the other. Even though we just went through that cycle last week. And the evidence showed us that we were incorrect. So using your evidence also that unfolds in front of you as support to undo patterns and letting yourself reflect so that you can respond versus react so that you can undo patterns. And lastly, being mindfully aware of your willingness to heal and undo patterns when things are unearthed and in front of you. We can often say things like you want to let go or undo something or heal, but we still hold on at the same time. We have to have a complete surrender and willingness to work through and heal, otherwise it will stay attached in our energy body as that rock. 
that rock or those somatic markers in our energy body, they respect us. So they will not let go unless we are fully willing to heal, learn the lesson, undo the pattern, and move forward on our journey. Thank you, everyone, for joining me today. I hope that that helped you, and I hope I didn't make things too confusing as I start to talk a little here and there about our energy body. I uh, do promise uh, to get to starting to explore energy in some of these podcasts. I've had a lot of requests for that. I'm trying to, again, just put them together in terms of, um, you know, the feedback I'm getting from all of you, as well as the requests I'm getting through. And I know that that is on the high demand list. So I will be getting to that as well, but I hope I didn't make it too confusing in just the little I shared today. As always, thank you. And I hope you all have a beautiful day. If you have questions, you can email me at ask, A-S-K at serenitywellnesstools.com. And you can check us out online at serenitywellnesstools.com or serenitywellnesscenter.com and on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and my personal Instagram is I am me NCW. So I am I am M E N C W. Sorry, lost my thought focus there for a second. So thank you everyone. Have a beautiful day and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye.